You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cash the ticket, mailbag Monday, Jim Costa, Mike Valenti, and we are going to go through some of the biggest stories from the weekend and then your responses at cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Mike, are you feeling any better? Um, I'm functional, <laughs> but basic activities are a struggle, uh, but I'm here. I'm ready to go. Believe- my mood is way better than my physical being. I'll put it that way. You said you're down to one nostril. I'm up to one nostril. I'm not. Uh, I'm not coughing uh, intermittently. And by the way, Friday's pod. I just want to let you guys know. I had a little shot glass under my nose to catch the boogers. Oh. It was a big, big day Friday. Oh, I, I, I never call in. I, there was no way I was doing the, the big show Friday. I, I immediately was like, "Yeah, flight reschedule. I have to get home immediately. <laughs> it's getting worse." And it did in a big way. So we are not in the same room today. It's going around. Everybody's sick. Locally, Dude, everybody's sick. Like Everybody. locally, we do. Um, uh, T.J. Lang is in on Mondays. Former NFL player, former Lion. He's out sick today. He didn't come in the studio. Like just stay, stay away. Get See, right. I'll tell you for the local listeners. I don't think he's sick. See, I don't believe T.J. Because Saturday, you know, T.J. and I go back and forth. He is just not a golf guy. And, and he was getting a little bit, from an attitude standpoint, early. And I go, dude, if you're requiring this man to be Pat Mahomes, you're never going to be happy. One touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, four. Four touchdowns, five touchdowns. Where's TJ? Where's TJ? Where's pithy remark? Where's pithy remark? <laughs> Nothing. Do you he, left me on, he left me on red. Oh, no, Tej. You- I'm just making a point. Do you want to start there? I had a note. Lions back question mark. This was the Costa lock. It was a bully the bully kind of moment. We'll do records on Tuesday, but just the game, the story, what that was for the Lions. Yeah, for the local listeners, yeah, let's do that. Let's knock that out, and then we'll cater to everybody else. I I think it was (laughs) apropos. It was medicine. It was the needed medicine. It was food for the soul. It was a plate of meatballs. Best game they played all year. Body bag, a, a playoff caliber Bronco team that was red hot. Do it from start to finish. Offense was electric. I mean, think about this, Jim. Running backs showing out. Jameer Gibbs, by the way, leads the league in runs of 20 yards or more. Think about that. He's Mm -hmm. got 10 of them. Christian McCaffrey second with eight. Sam Laporta, you and I know it. I think now America knows it. Dude's a top three tight end in the league. J-Mo, his most complete game as a Lion. 
because it wasn't gimmicky. Mm-hmm. He was just a part of the fun. Yes, did Goff miss him early on about a 25-yard ball down the field? But again, overall, he was involved. Amon Ra popped off. Awesome. O-line looked great. Ragnow, the starting five, only the fifth time this year they've had them. They look great. And Jared Goff, not one, not two, not three, not four, five touchdowns. I just, can can people calm down now? Last week, for people not in Detroit, I'm taking phone calls about Hendon Hooker. People are on straight crack. Yeah. With Jared Goff, there is a lot of infighting within the Lions fan base. This is what happens when you're getting closer to a potential franchise quarterback extension. But I think that's for the offseason. I think the compromise right now is if you protect him, if you're playing indoors, he's more than good enough. Like, this team is going to win that's their it. division. They're going to win a playoff game that is going to be in Ford Field in Detroit. And Let beyond that, beyond that is beyond that. Let me ask you a question. How and don't. I don't want your head to explode. I'm not saying they are the same. I'm saying the things you need to do for them are very similar. Ready? How is it all that different from what the Saints and Drew Brees were? You had to protect Drew Brees. Diminutive guy needs a clean pocket. You had to play indoors. Mm -hmm. You had to get those games at the the Mercedes-Benz Dome. You had to have things in place for him. Now, Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame. Fabulous quarterback. And Jared Goff doesn't possess that natural talent. But, Jim, it's really not that different from 90% of quarterbacks. And I think the other key, as we talk about the Lions, is is not just what they did offensively. Because, Mike, all five up front, I expected that from the offensive line. I think what's most interesting from now and forward is yeah. is this defense starting to trend in the right direction here? If they can get back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, get back Aleem McNeil before the postseason, maybe James Houston, and they're finding some dudes. Like, that was a good defensive game. That's what caught me off guard more than anything else. Well, I, I wanted to ask you. I mean, did you appreciate the aggressiveness yes. Mike, by Aaron Glenn? A couple things. It, it felt like it was well-designed. You're going to bring some more exotic pressures, corner blitzes, safety blitzes. I mean, sometimes it'd be better to be lucky than good. How about throwing a safety blitz into a QB naked rollout to force a turnover? But it's because yep. you're trying to go and force the issue. And in doing so, you're going to leave your corners on an island, but you leave Jerry Jacobs on the bench, and, and you're okay with throwing out somebody else this um, Kendall Vildor guy who's on a practice squad, you like him better in one-on-ones, so you make the lineup change. It felt like it was top-down, a well-coordinated game. Like, you know you're not going to win one-on-one with your D-line repeatedly, so you're going to have to pick your spots and bring some pressure. No, I just, I wondered, you know, because again, I'm willing to live with it. I'm willing to live with the fallout of I was aggressive and I got caught with Cortland Sutton one-on-one. You have to. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you know these guys are not going to hold up against, you know, hey, a four-man rush that primarily can't get home. I liked it. It was a complete game for me. Now, again, you want a fatal flaw that's really creeping up. And I know he wasn't active, but whether it's him or whether it's Money Badger, Jim, they're the only they're the only contender in the league that doesn't have a kicker. Like, there was an opportunity to kick a 55-yard field goal inside. Didn't do it. They said, no, thank you. That's unheard of. In today's football, well, they danced around. Five is like a chip shot. They danced around it going into the season because this was a storyline locally, and the, the quote from the staff was, "We're going to play to his strengths." Which translation? He not kicking north of fifty yards very often, if at all. 
No, but I, I think that hurts them. It does. It does. Time. I mean, there's a certain aggressiveness that I like, but there will be situations like a fourth and seven where you're not going for it and you can't kick it and the drive ends. Right, and that's, I don't know. I mean, they've prob- they've made their peace with it, and I think from an analytics standpoint, the gurus would tell you the field goal shouldn't be an option anyways. Fourth and five or a 55-yard field goal, I'm sure the supercomputer will tell you to go for it. Beep, boop, beep, bop. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, boop, bop, beep, bop. Bottom line is there's going to come a time they're going to need a kick. Not want a kick, need a kick to tie or take the lead in a big game. And they just don't. Jim, it's unbelievable. I mean, you look at what other kickers are doing. 53, 55, 57. Now, the special ones are able to tee it up from, you know, 57 plus. Mm -hmm. But Christ, Jim, I feel like they're afraid to kick a 48-yarder with this guy. Definitely feels that way. He's missed some extra points. He's missed extra points. So, on some level, like, I don't don't blame the coaching staff. I mean, that's your general manager that decided to ride with them. But whatever. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I want to move to something because, look, I discovered something. Do you know who Melifonwu's agent is? Yes. He's he's the Italian-American Hall of Famer, the same agent as one Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, and I'd like to say rest in peace to both of these goofballs. You know, I talked about this last week. I think this is my – I think it's a frustration, and I'm taking it out on Tommy DeVito and Sean Stiletto. I really hate the media. And you go – how can you say that? You're a part like of the media. Like you are not the media. A, but I'm not these people. Like, this thing was such a fake cartoon bullshit operation from the go. And the media feeds into it. And I mean, then, then, then the agent shows up dressed as Michael Corleone's bodyguard last week. And the media is putting them on TV. The media is inviting them to restaurants. The the media is putting them on national shows, national pods. I, I, and I sit here and I go, does anyone see this? Like, does anyone see it for what it is? This is a nobody as an agent. This is a nobody as a quarterback. And they're both in this moment capitalizing on 15 minutes of fame so they can eventually sell jars of sauce or whatever they're doing. And it brought me so much joy to see the Saints body bag Tommy Cutlets and then do that stupid gesture that no real Italian has ever done in my presence. None. Newsflash, I'm Italian. I was raised in a city full of Italians. Never have I seen that gesture in the context of real life. And the Saints clubbing this guy to death, getting up in the air and going, hey, shove that in your ass, hey. And then Stiletto goes, oh, wait till you see what I'm wearing this Saturday in New Orleans. Oh, okay. He guy looked like a fucking leprechaun. How, is he, how is he in the Italian-American Hall of Fame? Well, we're probably a little bit short of people in athletics. I think it goes Franco Harris and no one. We, I don't know. What about Maybe Vinny Testaverde? Next? I mean, put it, he's got to be in there, right? How do I not get inducted? <laughs> At least I have a career. What's that guy's deal? <laughs> no one had I mean, ever honestly, heard of him, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, come on with this. It's, 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 it's just patently absurd to me. So, look, my point is, can we, can now, can it rest in peace? Can we be done with all of it? No more cutaways to the agent. No, Hey, Tommy, hey, no more this, right, with the little gestures. Yeah. No more. And can national media stop platforming these idiots? Stop it. Italian culture can't be fun, right? The the Goodfellas, Sopranos, uh, you're no, doing it, Godfather it, resets. I mean, people like that. I think it's good natured. I didn't find I, it as I, as fine. problematic as you did. Or like, you know, of course, because he wasn't ruining your team's future. It's true. By he the wasn't. way, Giants are now slotted back up to five. So here's my question: At five, if I walked up to the podium, as is, you have to tell me yep. if I'm insane. With the number five pick in the 2024 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of LSU. 
You saw him in person. Death Valley at night. You like I what you saw. Wet, I need I needed a wet wipe and a change of underwear. <laughs> Is part of the thought here that's a quarterback for Dable to work with like Josh Allen, where you go, he's big, yes. not necessarily like thick, but like a tall, lanky athlete, and you think, boy, we can put a put a couple pounds on him, put him in the right scheme, and then unleash him. I'm asking you, brother, because I'm trying to get myself mentally to the point I know my heartthrob Drake May is lost. Yeah. Or if you were number one overall, Caleb Williams. Bulls will be I'm gone by five. Yep. I think it, I think they go one, two. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's Bears at one or whoever they trade with. Mm-hmm. And then Patriots go Drake May. Mm-hmm. I just, I, uh, to me, it's uh, it's 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 over. So I wanted to ask you if I had permission now to tell Big G Dad, this is who you need to look at. I got to get him off this Bo Nix train. He's like, I really like that Bo Nix kid. I go, all right. Dad. What about Penix? I can't. I can't draft a statue. He's not a statue. He can move a little bit. Yeah, like out of bed to take a pee at night. <laughs> and he's a great deep ball thrower. That plays at the he NFL. Is. He makes NFL throws. And you, you're the guy that says it always comes back to the pocket at the end of the day. You want a little I, mobility, but you got to be able to Noted. make throws from the pocket. It's the threat of mobility that I love the most. But you're right. Look, I just I needed to ask you. But look, rest in peace, Tommy Cutlets, and that. That agent who shops at Party City. Enough of Baltius. Goodbye now. Bye. So we're not farewell. Doing, so we're not doing fedoras this week. We're we're <laughs> we're done with that. All right. I tell you. Uh, I have an NFL note, and we we do need to get to something very illuminating from college football. A sure. coach who's nailing it, and I think it marries the two of us in where we are on opposite sides of the college football landscape. But first, this oh, this boy. note. On, on NFL Futures. This is a sports betting podcast. I want to offer you some value as you take a peek at Coach of the Year. You have a three-headed monster at the top. Dan Campbell, D'Amico Ryans, Shane Steichen. All plus 300 to be NFL Coach of the Year. The next line, Kyle Shanahan plus 800. Kevin Stefanski plus 1,400. Odds all from FanDuel. Mike, this week, I believe it is the Cleveland Browns against the Houston Texans. If you think there's yeah. a chance that Cleveland wins that game, Stefanski at plus 1,400, winning with a fourth-string quarterback, I think there's some value in the Cleveland Browns head coach. Uh, buddy, I've been on a Browns bandwagon all year. There, there's a stat out there. I think it's 32% of their salary cap is on the IR right now. Wow. Now, I know. Part of that, yeah, Deshaun makes a big chunk. But Nick Chubb, several others. Um, if, as long as you have that defense, you can beat anybody. I, I, people, I'm not kidding. Anybody. That defense only gave up 14 points yesterday. A pick six is not held against the defense last I checked. So you're going to go out there, and it's going to be tough for your opposition to score twice. And, and look, you can laugh. And I know for about three quarters he looked very average. But Joe Flacco still is a, a capable veteran quarterback couple of throws off his back foot a couple of big plays finding David Njoku Jim I'll take it a step further you could bet Stefanski you're god I can't believe I'm gonna say this it's gonna be very hard to talk me off of the Browns as an underdog in the wild card round Mm. that defense is just phenomenal Jim Schwartz I've said it since preseason one of the biggest acquisitions was hiring him as defensive coordinator that wide nine scheme with their ends um, Jim, 
I'm not laughing at you at all. Now, do you want to talk deserving versus the odds? Sure. Who deserves it? Look, I have no issue with Dan Campbell winning a division first time in 30 years, the whole bit. D'Amico Ryan's had a rookie quarterback and then liquidated further assets and got Will Anderson. And, I mean, they went on the road this week with Case Keenum and won a war in Tennessee. I I'd have no issue with D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, fourth None. quarter comeback with Case Keenum, and they've had to do it with a rookie quarterback all year. If they beat Cleveland this week, too, especially, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I think deserving D'Amico Ryan's, even over Dan Campbell. I know where we do our, our you know yeah. day show, but you got to give it up to what Houston's done. I mean, that's a team that was picking at the very top of the draft. Uh, you and I see it the same way. But it is nice value suggestion by you on the 1,400. Cleveland wins, that'll get cut in half, minimum. All right, Chip Kelly, you sent this over. You said you need to listen to this before we start the podcast today. Chip Kelly talking about the future of the sport. Tell people why yeah. he's spot on. Uh, Okay. First of all, I don't want to get yelled at because the guy I do this pod with says that the sport has never been better. I don't know that it's ever been worse. And look, side note before we get into Chip, I mean, these bowl games are now spring football. They're ridiculous. When we go to do bowl batch two, wait till, I mean, every game begins with opted out, opted out, transfer portal, transfer portal. Might play, could play, didn't play, doesn't care. But then, I mean, did you see the story with Minnesota? (laughs) They have a third-string quarterback because one kid graduated, one kid transferred out, and he's like, hey, I'm going to need some money to play this game or I'm just going to go get married. So P.J. Fleck had to hustle up and find this kid thirty grand to play a meaningless bowl game. Sport's never been better, right? So – Chip Kelly basically laid out something I laid out for years. And I do think this is going to bring Jim and I to the altar. I think this is the nuptials. All Chip Kelly is saying is football has to be separate from all the other sports. Our basketball teams should still be in the Pac-12. Lacrosse, women's volleyball, men's crew. Conferences has to li- have to live and have geographic sensibilities. Football, you want to make it pro, fine. We're going to have the big 64, which is the the, the halves. We're going to do a split of Division One, Top 64, the other 64. You split the 64 into four super conferences. Geographically relevant super conferences of North, West, South, and East. You can sponsor them out, call them, whatever you like. And he talked about it. You're going to play seven or eight games right in that conference. And then, on an NFL rotator, you'll play another geographic set. The point is, you can then bid out one huge television contract, just like the NFL. And you line up all of your television networks and Amazon, and you you bid it all out, and you do a hard rev share with the players. That rev share becomes their salary. No more NIL. No more, I mean, word on the street. Cam Ward, Jim, Wazoo transfer. Mm-hmm. You hear some of the things going around about him? How much are we I talking? I know you always have your ear to the ground. Um, that he allegedly approached Ohio State. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And wanted $3 million. 
Good for him. Good for him. Get paid. Yeah. Yeah, well, but Ohio I, but I laughed, agree. Ohio I, State laughed in his face. Well, the point I'm making is. Good luck is, with whoever you got a quarterback. Right, no, 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 no. See, my point, we're done. Free agency is something that is earned. It's not given. Free agency means you lived out your deal. Now you've earned the right to do exactly what Jim is saying. Go get your money. If you want to have this thing where if you've played three years of college football and you're either off to the NFL or are now a high-value free agent, I'd be willing to go that far. But this? This is actual nonsense, what we're dealing in right now. Because here's the other thing. Here's another thing that Jim doesn't realize. I'm talking as if he's not there, but he is there. Hi, buddy. What you don't realize is I am way more willing to compromise than I think you give me credit for. Jim, think about if we just move the calendar. Take the current system and move it till after the bowl games. Mm-hmm. You cannot right, – think about being a head coach right now. And I know people are going to say, oh, but they make so much money. Guys, we're talking job effectiveness. I'm trying to plan for a game. I'm trying to recruit kids to join my school. I'm trying to keep my roster together of current kids from leaving my school. And I'm trying to pilfer other people's rosters in the portal all at once. No rules, no guardrails. It's totally unsustainable. So I just thought Chip really nailed it. It's a great piece of audio. Go ahead, make fun of him. I'm not going to make fun of him, but I am going to at least defend myself a little bit. When I say the sport has never been better, I'm not ignoring the the cartoonish nature of the bowl games or what the portal is, but I'll tell you, free agency is one of the most interesting times in all of sports for the professionals, and it can be for college too. Why I think the sport's going in the right direction. You have this this Big Ten and SEC, these acquisitions, that's going to lead to better games on more Saturdays. So Michigan is going to face Oregon and USC and Washington, and Alabama's going to face Texas and Oklahoma and Georgia more consistently. You're getting better week-to-week product on the field. When you get late in the season, instead of five or six teams fighting for a playoff spot, you're going to have close to 20 meaningful teams playing meaningful games late in the season. And then there's no, oh, we left someone out. There's no sympathy for the team that misses a 12-team playoff. Everybody else that should be in will be in, and you'll settle it on the field. To me, that's a far better product than the hypotheticals and the maybes and the eye tests that have plagued the sport for 100 years. I do think we're going in the right direction. I don't have an issue with players making money on their name, image, and likeness. I don't have an issue with players leaving school on a dime the same way the grown adult coaches do. So on a, on a very basic fundamental level, I like where the sport's going. Mike, you and I are going to meet in the middle, though, because the guardrail point. And I think Chip Kelly's arrangement does establish some guardrails, a commissioner, some some kind of edges and borders to these conferences. It protects these non-revenue sports from having to fly halfway across the country. Football plays once a week. Basketball, lacrosse, softball, volleyball, they aren't playing once a week. So I get where Chip Kelly's coming from. I think he actually threaded the needle perfectly to where you have to modernize the sport, but you also have to do it in a way that balances the sport. It's that the sport's not balanced at all right now. No, it's it's absurd. The whole thing's absurd. Um, if you got me guardrails, I can have a conversation. Without them, my line's drawn in the sand. This whole thing is uh, 
hooey, if you will. And Stupid. I think you would be nuking NIL to give them direct TV revenue, which would be good. They could still profit off their name, but the money isn't going to be funneled into NIL anymore, and, and that's probably for the best. If this was done yeah. more standardized through a big-time TV network deal, that's the model that works at the pros. If this is going to be pros light, you might as well do it the right way. Yeah, and again, I mean, if you made players sign contracts and they earned free agency, um, look, you wouldn't be able to cry as a school if you signed a kid to a one-year deal. And then he exercised his free agent rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if a kid signed for three years, well, you don't get to cry. This is the rate you agreed to. I'm sorry you've blown up, and now you've become an NFL caliber player. That, that, like that, I just, you know, you want to live in the real world, kids? Great. Here's what it looks like. Sorry. Didn't mean to turn to an old man at the end of that. No, you're, no, no. Let me just say this. You loved college football. Yes. I put... The D there, the, the past tense, because I think you are falling out of love with the sport. I, I know you and me are very similar. The pageantry, the uniqueness, the there's just an irreverence to college football that is lost at the pro level. And I hate seeing that like spark die a little in your eyes every year and every pod that we do. So I hope that there is a middle ground or a way to salvage it in your eyes because, dude, this is supposed to be like the sport for us. I know. And, and it used to. You know what? You know what's funny though is maybe it's a blessing in disguise. The fact that it's careening off the highway, maybe it's going to expedite the timeline of some of the things I want to meet and people like me want to see. Maybe it won't be three to five years away. Like it's got to happen because I'm telling you right now. You're, you know, the other thing, and you saw it in college basketball, and I think you will see it. In, in college football, you're going to see a lot of name coaches leave. Oh, I we already have, and I think you're right. You talk about being a head coach for a football program right now. I think it's worse than basketball. I know it's a smaller roster, but it's insane. Man, it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's so bad. Totally insane. You, you are, in a sense, babysitting your current roster while yeah. you have to keep an eye on recruits and the portal at large and look for you know disgruntled players at different rosters. That's it is a full-time, it's always been a full-time job, but not just the coaching, the roster management has become a full-time job. Insanity. Okay, you want to do mailbag? Yep, let's hit it. We're going to hit something, and this guy has been going at you about his quarterback. The email, cashtheticketpodcast at gmail.com, purdy4mvp. Mike and Cookies, happy Tuesday. I want to thank you both for the constant entertainment. I learn a ton each week. Had my best betting all season this past week. I listen at work. I laugh my ass off all the time. But, Mike, you have to stop the Purdy hate. By every metric and stat, this dude can flat-out play. I'm a Niners fan my whole life. I'm in awe of this kid. Kyle never called plays like this with Jimmy G or any other quarterback. Purdy has the deep ball accuracy, the movement, et cetera, et cetera. He goes on to say, of course his weapons are all world, but so are Montana's. He says, um, give the kids some fucking credit, and if you do, I'll send you some of my ma's handmade meatballs. Homemade meatballs. Have a great week, boys. Niner Lou in Chicago. No. I don't have to do anything. You just said it. I spent a lifetime feeling Joe Montana was the most over-glorified quarterback ever. All those five-yard little passes to Jerry Rice, John Taylor, I mean, D- Dwight Clark. Roger Craig, the best offensive line on planet Earth, and Bill goddamn Walsh, an offensive demigod. Look, dude, here's the deal. You want me to tell you Purdy's not terrible? No, he's not terrible. 
But if you don't think you could put in 15 quarterbacks into that system and get the very same thing, then I question what you're watching with football. What Kyle Shanahan has right now, what John Lynch has provided, is as close to a pre-salary cap era team as I've ever seen. Ever. They're incredible. They're a monolith. Oh, and by the way, somehow still have cap space. Mike, the betting favorite on FanDuel to win the NFL MVP at minus 200 odds, Purdy, Brock. That's fine. I mean, at one point, J.J. McCarthy was your betting favorite for the Heisman. Um, <laughs> but you talk about Purdy the way I talk about Jared Goff. They are both in similar systems, right, where it's designed to get the playmakers the ball in space. Right. I would tell the you the most valuable is, I player— I don't say for a second the Niners shouldn't keep him. I don't say for a second the Niners shouldn't pay the kid. He fits for them. He works for them. Goff works for the Lions. But, it, okay, let's say, let's say Purdy wins the MVP right Straight up, he's the worst player to ever win it. Period. I'm gonna have to pull up a list because I actually want to know who is the worst pull, MVP pull, pull in NFL up a history. List. So the, the L MVP, the least most valuable player in NFL history. Right. I mean, unless Billy Madison won the award at one point, like no. Mike, the argument against him winning the MVP is that on his own team there are probably three more valuable players, right? Correct. Would you argue Christian McCaffrey? Hell, Brock Purdy made that case this week at the podium that McCaffrey's their MVP. You could argue Trent Williams when he was gone, or Debo Samuel, the way they use him as both a running or back Ayuk, and a receiver. Or Kittle. Or, or, or Bosa on defense. He's not the MVP. It's an absurdity. And and look, I wouldn't give it to Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't. And, and obviously, you cannot. I, I cannot give it to Pat Mahomes. Cannot do it. But I think it's a race. But I'm sorry, when I when I look at a kid who, A, first of all, you're in the NFC, not the AFC. So it's a dog bleep conference compared to the AFC. Second of all, how many guys could walk in there and do what he's doing? Look, watch their game. I mean, what what is this, Sweet Lou in Chicago or whatever is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, look, Lou, I watch your games like you do because I love betting on your team. They're a monolith. These throws are, I mean, please. He is set up so beautifully. And, yes, he's able to deliver the ball. Yes, he's able to make some throws. But, like, it's spoon-fed. I, I just I, I can't do it. Mike, I can't. Some people who've won the MVP, just a quick scroll. Rich Gannon won the MVP in 02. Dude, look at the – I know he had a great year. I'm just like – he doesn't. Year. But, yeah, most of these other guys, I mean – Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Barry Sanders, Rich Gannon. Uh, Rich Gannon was a stud. I, I'm, How I'm aware. dare you? I'm aware. I mean, there's, I mean, great football players: Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner, uh, Terrell Davis. I'm looking for someone that jumps out as someone who was like maybe like Sean Alexander for a season. He won the MVP. He he deserved it, but is he the yeah. worst, most valuable player, the least? Sean Alexander or Brock Purdy? Uh, Come on. How about Boomer Esiason? What's wrong with that? I'm just – I wanted to get your reaction. <laughs> he won the MVP back in the late 80s. Anybody I mean, else? What, I mean, yeah, just think about the guys in the 80s, too, where throwing for 3,000 yards was a big thing. Now it'll get you benched. What about Brian Sipp? Uh, uh, Brian Sipp. Come on. <laughs> Fine. Y.A. Tittle. Sipp won, Purdy two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, once I'm oh. going back to the 70s, we could just stop. I think I've made my point. Mailbag. All right. The next question, cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. This is from Kevin. He says, I got a system that's not a system, but is a system. Always lay the points against the Detroit Pistons. 
Guys, here's the deal. I have stayed away from it entirely. The numbers, I, Jim, I was obviously, I've been homesick, and, and I watched the game a little bit on Saturday night. Wow. Jim, they were down 15 in a blink. They gave up 81 they were down, in the first half. They were down 30 like two minutes into the first into the second quarter. Wow. But the number, think about this. The, the Bucks were laying, by the time the game tipped, 18 and a half in a professional basketball game where if you, I mean, if you lose by 20, you got your ass kicked. So they're basically saying, hey, here is 18 and a half points. Piss still couldn't cover. I mean, th- last week against Sixers, same deal. I got dump truck both times. You know what's real telling? Tonight. Tonight, the Pistons are in Atlanta. Now, Atlanta is a bad basketball team, the 9-12. and 12. You know what the number is? No. Atlanta's laying 11 and a half. I would have guessed 12, 12 and a half. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know an effective way to jump in and do it. Now, if you're, now again, he's right. I think the Pistons are now 5, 16, and 1 against the number. He's right, but the num- we've missed the window. Yep. The numbers are so gigantic. If they remotely compete, you lose. For people who are not local and do not care about the NBA, the Pistons are on a 23-game losing streak, and yes, they're not even covering the numbers. Not even Terrible, close. atrocious, wretched product. You know the worst part? What do you think the Pistons are money line tonight? Oh, God. Because, they're, guys, they're going to win a game. Are you sure? The- Jim, they have to. It's the NBA. I, I know you're right, but every time I watch, I get more convinced that they're not going to win any games. All right, you ready? What would it take? What what money line would it take for Jim Costa tonight to bet a full unit? A full uh, A full unit. Plus 4,000? Are you? Are, come on, don't be facetious. Be for real. <laughs> what is, I mean, most of these money lines are what? They're probably plus 850, plus 950? Plus 450. That's not even close enough for me to wager money. Not even a little bit. Now, you could bet the other side. What's the money line on the Atlanta no, side? No, <laughs> no. What if you lay your entire bank account to win $4? Um, and I think we've reached our conclusion of why they're unbettable. Correct. Me. Now, if you want to keep riding the train because you're already seven, eight, nine units up, you got on the bus earlier, shout out. No issue. Do it until, do it until they cover. But I missed the window. Because I've never seen something like this. They legitimately are in the running to be the worst NBA basketball team in history. And the difference between them and the Process Sixers is the Process Sixers were designed to lose. Fringe NBA people, G-leaguers, brick-and-mortar, you know, electricians. It was intentional losing. The Pistons have 10 guys on this roster taking in the top 12. They got five lottery picks they've drafted on their own. And they look like this. Oh, and the head coach who makes $13 million a year. I've never in my life seen anything like it. Ever. And the GM's not on the hot seat if you read the local reports. So, lovely times. Anyway, the next email Take the hook from Brandon. He says, hello, guys. I just want to say thank you for doing such a great pod. He says, I drive a high-low outside, and I listen to the pod daily to get through the day until Mike and Rico come on 2-6. to He says, attached is the reason why I love the hook. I missed out on a perfect Saturday by having a 3 and not a a 3.5. He attached a screenshot, says, happy holidays. Mike, 
just like you, he had the Vikings plus yep. three. Well, first of all, all right, first of all, can I um we're gonna kick off Festivus holiday. And it begins with the airing of the grievances. My message to the Minnesota Vikings, I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about them. First of all, it took an act of God for that to be a push. The Vikings were so the right side. You had two failed tush pushes back-to-back. I've never seen it in my life. You had the best defense in football, basically, give up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You had Nick Mullins turn it over twice in the Reds. I mean... But here's your problem. I clicked the little tab. You don't think I wanted to buy the three and a half? Do you know what they were charging to kick off for three and a half? Can I guess? Sure. Like minus 148, minus 150, something like that? Minus 140. Okay. You cannot lay a dollar forty to a dollar. No. You can't. I know what you're saying to me. And I know you're right. And guess what? I had the Bears. I know you're right in these instances, but what you have to remind yourself is if I do this every time, I'm going to go broke. You're shortchanging yourself. The number of times it's actually going to come down to a half point isn't worth paying half the juice to do it. It'll make you feel good the one or two times like this weekend, but you can't make a habit into buying the half point. So here's the way you could do it. And this isn't a great way of doing business, but if you're looking for the way, I'll offer it to you. Ready? Bears plus three and a half or Bears plus four and a half. And you parlay it money line with a team like we thought the Rams were going to win that game or we thought no way San Francisco was going to lose, Mm -hmm. right? That essentially pays for your juice. Now, you can do it that way. I'm not telling you that's the best idea in the world. You're saying anchor but, it with something that you feel yeah. better about. Yeah, that's eh, yeah. one way to do it. I mean, the, the compl- I, I, and again, I just I, I don't know what to say. You cannot be in the business of buying the half point because the book the book will they will get their money. You will lose. We got an email from Raymond, and he says, "Winner, winner, steak dinner." He says, I've been betting on sports for a couple years, and the one thing I could never do was hit a parlay. Well, I happened to get one of those bonus bets from FanDuel, only a few bucks, he said, but I decided to predict eight NFL games for the fun and value plus 2,000 odds. He says, I did this, and I bet it even survived the Costa lock included. He said, I'm about to turn 30 on the 22nd. Nice steak dinner planned, and now I can use the winnings to cover most of the bill. Sent the screenshots that if only I could go 8 no every week, said every yeah, sports okay. better ever. <laughs> right. None of us would work for a living. Uh, no, it's tremendous when you get a nice little hit like that. It's great. I mean, Jim and I were talking, and I you know, I know, I don't even know if I should mention it. No, you're fine. People get butthurt like, oh, yeah, oh, of course you played something that you didn't give out. And it's like, dude, I, I lose too. I was just making a point. Like, I had a very small college basketball play. Saturday, and I, I sent it to Cookies on the side. I said, buddy, here's what I'm looking at. And it was three college games, one spread, two small favorites on a money line, pay like plus 260 or something like that. I'm homesick. I have nothing to live for. And, you know, it's it's nice when you're able to hit it and have a little fun. It juices the card, and it made up for pushing with the Vikings. That's all I'm trying to say. There ain't no get-rich-quick thing. But, yeah, parlays are fun.
So he did They're, eight. He sent the screenshot. He did eight money line sides, and he was sweating some of these. So he had some easy ones, rocking cheer like the Raiders and yeah. uh, and the Lions and the Dolphins. He also had the Bengals. Oh he, my God! He, he had the Panthers. <laughs> he had the Niners, Rams, and Kansas City Chiefs to round out the eight. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been prouder of us going back to our roots and betting the Panthers this weekend. It was so disgusting, and I'm so awful. happy it worked. Did you see the attendance of that game? I saw some photos. <laughs> I thought, full transparency. When you said on our episode last week the tickets were going for 45 cents, I thought, oh, Mike's embellishing a little bit. He's you know made up a number. No, tickets were actually going for less than 50 cents. Correct. you, you got to pay the fees cents. on that, though, right? You pay more in the yeah. fees than the ticket. Yeah. Wow. I just – it was – now, and again, in fairness, torrential downpours – but still, $0.45. Cents. Wow. Okay, we have one more. It's from Kyle. He says, early line. He says, I'm seeing Vikings as a two-and-a-half-point home dog this week against the Lions. I know you bastards are going to take those points. Early thoughts. Well, Kyle, I believe it's three-and-a-half now as we tape. So even better if you like the points. Mike, do you have any early thoughts? No one's going to hold you to it. Just early thoughts. <sighs> I, I was close at a couple points watching the Viking game Saturday to saying Nick Mullins is actually really good for them. Like, can drop back, make some throws, is willing to hang in. But, Jim, I actually think he's a dumb person. I mean, even one of the touchdown passes, I, I it, the, the announcers are like, what is Nick Mullins thinking? The turnovers, the idiocy. My lean, lean, actually, early. If I am I getting three or three and a half? Because I see both. Uh, we just got done talking about the I think if it's hook. three, three or under, I'd probably bet the Lions. Three or over, it becomes a consideration to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know that I want to touch that game. Yeah, Fanduel I mean, has Lions three just, right now. Yeah, I, I, I think the three you could justify a bet on the Lions. Yeah, I mean, listen, they have a lot on the line. They win they win the division for the first time in 30 years. Minnesota has won one of their last three or last four games, and that win was a game they scored three total points. I just, I, I just don't think else? you should be afraid of them. Early lines? Yeah, yeah, take a peek at this. Well, let's use this as a chance to peek ahead a little bit. Well, I'll tell you right off the rip, favorites are getting pounded. Pounded. I mean, all right, here. Early look. Bills laying 13 and a half in wow, LA to the Chargers. Wow. Texans laying two and a half to the Brownies at home. Rams laying four to the Saints at home. Lions laying the three on the road. Colts mm-hmm. laying two in Atlanta. Stinky. Seattle, two and a half in Tennessee. See that one right there? That one I like. I like that one. Of all the ones I've just named, Seattle. Well, we got to take a peek at how they play tonight. And, and Eagles, how is this possible? I see a seven and a half and a ten and a half. <sighs> huh? FanDuel has ten and a half against the Giants. Now FanDuel's got seven and a half right now. Uh, we okay. We're on the same app, but we got different numbers. But yeah, okay. So I don't know what the explanation there wow. is. Are they waiting to see? 
If you can get the, the Eagles laying seven and a half to this Giants team, go yeah, ahead and pounce do that. on. I can't. Um, he, you he, see you the game, the stick? game of the week. That I can yeah, already tell you what it's going to be. It's that Niners, Ravens, Niners. Ravens? Yeah. What do you make of how Five they priced points. it? Yeah. Um, seems right to fair. me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd never be able to bet against San Francisco right now. So when I start to do my work on this, this will be about can I make a case to bet Frisco? No way am I taking Baltimore in that game. I just I don't see a scenario where I can. But Mike, low scoring defense, devil's number. Who says it's low scoring? Who's stopping San Francisco? That's right fair. Now? Total's forty five, so it's actually higher than I thought uh, it would be. Maybe that's one? a friendship total we go over. You want you want a little bloom off the rose stink yeah. line of the week? Tell me, Dolphins laying one and a half to the Cowboys. See, that's another game. You talk about narratives. It's, there's always narratives with Dallas, but bounce back, but you got to go on the road. Dallas is not the same team. Home road splits. Credit to you for that this week. I mean, that's that that continues to play out. Yeah. And Miami, at home, get Tyreek Hill back, presumably, but the spread's only a point and a half. Huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Huh. These, these games are bigger. More is on the line. This is the best time for the NFL is, is this stretch run in December and early January. And by the way, shame on me for pulling the friendship total because it hit again. See, and I Jets, offered you one Dolphins that hit two. 37. I know, and we couldn't come to an agreement. Damn it. I was so bummed. I went, wow, look at the Jets just not scoring. <laughs> Under better's dream, the Jets. A total dream. One team just decides we don't want to play football for money. I mean, <laughs> hey, if you like that, you'll love this. Jets Commanders, 37. Oof. You can have it if you want. Yeah, both teams are right dead. Now. There's nothing to fight for. See, those are the ones that we may need to tread very, very lightly with. Yeah, I, I, I don't want anything to do with it. NFL episode on Friday. Anything else from you on this Monday pod? No. I just hope to uh, continue my progress of regaining both nostril function. We will have the Tuesday tailgate record recap episode out tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. And Podmas this week, Michael? Yes, 100%. Exchanging we'll of gifts, happen. airing of grievances, festive seasons, all of that. Exchanging of gifts implies I have to go shopping. I can't leave the house right now. <laughs> Come on, you can order it right to your door now. That's how it works. God. Don't worry. You and Evan, the gifts are already under the uh, the tree in the studio. I, I know they are. Now it's a hostage situation. Now I have to go shopping. This is a real problem. Does that happen in people's homes? Like someone beats the other person to the punch, and now they're just stacking presents, running up the score, putting the sweat on the other partner, the other uh, party? I, li- listen, you got to give me some time Mike, on it's this. Two, I didn't it's know we were exchanging gifts. Mike, it's two gifts. You, you don't have to worry about it. Get a bottle of wine like you did last year would be more than enough. Don't 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 stress yourself out. Uh, listen. I'll figure something out, okay? Right now, I have to regain dual nostril function. That's the gift I want. And that's the podcast. Again, rate, review, subscribe, and cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending those in to cash the ticket.